Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 65 of the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fountas, and with me most of the time, but as always, is... Eric Sanchez. How's it going, Eric? It's Friday. You pumped? I am. I, yeah. Any fun plans for the weekend? Uh, might be going to the Chris Kindle Market in Aprilville. Oh, yeah? Tomorrow. I might have you... <laughs> I'm seriously, buy me one of those mugs for my wife. Because she collects them every year. Okay. And last year I had to go to that thing, and it was like a nightmare of parking there, so I never want to go again. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I might do that. I might have you go but get her a mug. So, remind me on that. Back to wrestling. Yeah. Well, I'm going to ask you like a specific whatever. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll figure it we'll out. We'll chat. Yeah, everyone wants to hear about the Chris Kringle Market <laughs> mugs. Uh, guys, please follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. Appreciate all the follows and the listens and the likes and the retweets and the uh, – picture sharing and all that fun stuff ppw podcast on twitter positively processing podcast on soundcloud or itunes if you're a first-time listener and want to subscribe and leave a review on itunes that'd be awesome or share with a friend that'd be great uh, our numbers keep growing week by week and it's been really fun to see in the little fun wrestling positive wrestling junk ridiculousness that we talk about community is growing so i really appreciate that and if you want to support the show you can head to whatamaneuver.net and pick up a t-shirt Maybe I'll do a contest for the Christmas season, the giving season, and uh, I'll give away a T-shirt. i got to think of what the contest could be, though, but maybe I'll do that this week. Maybe I'll, I'll say something later in the show, and someone will ask it or something like that. We'll figure it out, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Today's show is going to be about steel cage matches, wrestling steel cage matches. And I, Eric and I were talking texting about this because I texted him on Wednesday saying, hey, you want to do a show? I don't have any topic in mind. Uh, but then I was like, hmm, I don't know what made me think of steel cage matches, but it, something did. And I was like, let's do that. And you were like, okay, uh, let me let me Google lists of stuff and all that. And I already had a list, and I just sent it to you. I'm like, here, just watch these, yeah. basically. Because I don't want to kind of re, um, I guess, talk about matches we've talked about before. So I'm sure it's, we'll it's rehash like, a couple of them here, but yeah. that's okay. Well, there are a couple that I saw, so. <laughs> okay. Uh, this list, guys, just so you know, is not like the definitive list or like top 10 countdown or the greatest match. We, I know there's tons of better matches. There's one obvious omission on here that we'll discuss, mm-hmm. but there, this, there's part two of the show and part three and part four. These are just matches we like. <laughs> yeah. Matches that, and every, there's a wide variety from really good wrestling classic matches to a hidden gem or two in there to just hilariously so good it's bad wrestling going back to our so bad it's good. There's lots of, lots of fun stuff with that. For yeah. sure, with these matches, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll get started here in a second. Before we do, any other wrestling figure news or wrestling collectible toy news or junk news you've bought recently? You mentioned the Ric Flair jacks you purchased. No, I got it as a gift. Oh, really? From who? Yeah. Um, for my lady friend. Oh, so uh, she knows you collect wrestling toys and still wants to hang. Yeah. 
All right, there you go. <laughs> so, so hold on. Did she know you wanted it, or you were just like, "Hey, buy me this" type of thing? How did, no, that, how no, did this come it, about? It, she had a box in her garage. And, okay. Uh, the times I would go over there, I'm like, "Oh, is my Ric Flair still there?" I just refer to it as my Ric Flair. But hold on, hold on. But how did she know to buy it for you? No, she didn't buy it. Someone gave it to her to sell on, on eBay. Really? Okay. So okay. It was like someone else's junk. Okay. And then every time I, you know, I saw it, I'm like, "Oh, there's my Ric Flair." So it just came to the point where it's like, "Here." <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're hooked up with a flipper. A, figure, uh, a toy flipper, figure flipper. I guess. So I mean, it's, did, not, it's not like they bought them to resell them. They're was it stuff a, that someone wh- else well, had. Which, so people aren't wondering which flare figure is it specifically because there. I don't a bunch know the series. I just okay, know right. it's like the green robe with the um, with the woo face. Yeah, and yeah. does he have a strut or just belt. like his arms out? Just I don't standard look at pose. His arms. He's in. He's in a robe. So I don't know how what his arms look like. Standard pose. I put a picture on Twitter. Okay. Is he still in in the package? You pop him open. No, he's still in the package. Are you going to pop him open? Or is he staying in the package? I don't know. I might stay in the package. Do you want me to bring him to a WrestleCon for you to get him autographed? Maybe. Uh, maybe. Okay. Okay. Uh, he. So, speaking of that, I'm going to the WrestleMania weekend this year, guys. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to go, but I said screw it. I'm going to skip WrestleMania though because I want to fly back on Sunday morning, come back to our house, and. Have all of our friends over, and we can just watch it here. It'll be more fun that way. And plus, yeah. cost of, tickets are crazy expensive there this year. And the main reason I want to go is just to hang out with everybody, like mm-hmm. listeners and friends of the show and the Fully Posable podcast meetup and all that stuff will be more fun. I'm going to go to – I got tickets to NXT. Uh, the NXT TakeOver tickets, that's sold out. It's almost sold out, it seems like, right away. And I got floor seats the, along the aisle there, like on the little entryway. So look for my – big dumbass standing up there uh and then i'm probably gonna go to the roh new japan show at madison square garden haven't got tickets for that yet kind of waiting to see what happens with this elite wrestling young bucks cody Rhodes. what thing. Day, what days are those so ring of honor is on saturday and nxt is friday um okay and WrestleCon's both days so i'll go during the day to those and i may hit up an access access session and then whatever else is out there you know just basically wrestling stuff all weekends superstore while you're out there are you gonna buy wrestlemania tickets no because i'm my hotel okay. it ends on sunday so i gotta leave sunday i'm gonna i haven't booked my flight back yet either that may be subconsciously like <laughs> leaving it open-ended type of thing yeah i mean i, I you never want to say never to something like that because you, you know stone cold steve austin announced he's coming back to wrestle I'm like all right well i gotta go see this you know you never yeah, know right it seems like the main event might be. I'm thinking it's going to be a triple threat with Rousey, Charlotte, and Becky Lynch. I also heard someone say it'd be cool if it was Charlotte versus Oscar rematch, and then Rousey versus. Becky. Yeah, I would rather see one on one. Me too. Those are usually better matches, and I think, I think at this TLC pay per view, if Oscar wins, it sets up Becky to win the Royal Rumble and challenge Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be awesome. We'll see though. Um, that's cool. You got your Ric Flair figure. I don't really have anything that came crazy in lately. Um, I've got three figures coming in from uh, Metropolis Toys or whatever. Yeah. And, like, they're so far backed up. I'm like, I was – I don't I don't complain very often, like, with retailers. I, I've been seeing their name mentioned more yeah. in the past couple weeks, not just uh, action figures. But, I don't know, it just seems one of, like one of those newer stores that's like, hey, you know, we sell stuff. It's just, like, somebody in their garage. Maybe, but that's kind of what I'm getting at. So I got the Best of Attitude pack. It was Austin, Jericho, and The Rock, and it was like 28 bucks for all three. I'm like, that's a steal, like three elite figures, and I yeah. they're all good ones. Um, so I paid for the expedited shipping. It was an extra like six bucks. I'm like, okay, you know, I want these now. I got, the, you know, I saved money on the figures. I bought them on Cyber Monday. They still haven't even shipped yet. Damn. And I was like, like, hey, what's going on? And like, I get like an auto response. Sorry, we're backed up. Sorry, we're backed up. Sorry, we're backed up. 
And then I said, okay, then that's fine. Then like, can you refund me the shipping, expedited shipping thing? Yeah. And, and eventually he's like, yeah, sure. So at least they did that for me. But I'm hoping now they don't send it like extra slow to screw me over because they had to refund me. Yeah. But it's it's what it is. I heard they, they arrive in pristine condition. doesn't really matter to me. I'm going to bust them open. <laughs> but I've heard about that. Well, maybe you should tell him that. Say, hey, you got any busted ones? <laughs> Send those first. Yeah, the damaged package ones. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Uh, steel cage matches. Let's get started with this week's show. When you were a kid, because that's what we always go back to, because this is where most of our memories start watching wrestling, were steel cage matches a big deal? Or yeah. Were they, okay. So what are some of your earliest steel cage, like I remember this match being in a steel cage memories? I think it was just I didn't really see a steel cage match, but I would watch the um, Hulk Hogan and King Kong Bundy, and I thought that blue cage was like super cool. From WrestleMania 2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I started watching, well, I mean, I kind of off and on when I was younger, and then the uh, Ultimate Warrior and uh, Rick Rude yes. at SummerSlam. I guess that's my first real experience with it. Mm-hmm. I oh. just thought it was awesome. Real quick, did you ever get a trivia question from Collector Derek? No, I didn't. Oh, look at that guy. He's slacking. No <laughs> trivia question. He knew he couldn't stump me. He was trying to think of something completely obscure. Yeah. Yeah, so my first my first mat memories are for Steel Cages is going to be the Hulk Hogan and Brutus Beefcake versus Zeus and the Macho King from okay. Super Tape, the original Super Tape. And that was all, I don't remember this, but this was also part of a pay-per-view spectacular, the movie and the match. Right. On pay-per-view, you can buy No Holds Barred, the movie, and then right after, it would shoot, do this match of Hogan and Beefcake versus Zeus and the Macho King yeah. in a steel cage. And I always remember <laughs> that Super Tape cover with, like, Beefcake and Hogan, like, arms around the cage, like, trying to get through type of okay. thing. So it was always for me uh, the big blue cage. It was always for me. Even when Austin McMahon had that match at St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Yeah. The black cage, like that style was always my style of cage. And like I remember WCW, the chain link one, and I was like, that was dumb. That you, you can't even climb that, you know? Yeah. And I was always, I'm still secretly mad that WWE switched to it. I can understand why that old blue cage was huge to carry around, probably weighed like a ton. But that was my my cage. It just seemed more uh, like stable, yeah. secure. And I've just... heard that they made it so guys like Hogan could climb it because yeah. otherwise it's impossible to climb. Mm-hmm. And if you notice now, like some of the cages, like even held in the cell, there's like holes for yeah. them to, to grab into. Right. Um, because you remember the Mick Foley Undertaker held in the cell, they're struggling to climb up that thing. When's the last time you've climbed a fence? It's been years. Exactly. You know, and I, even then, when you're a kid, it's hard to climb those fences. I can imagine these 300 pound wrestlers. And we're trying to wrestlers. climb five foot fences. <laughs> yeah. There's another cage we'll talk about later that's ridiculous a WCW cage oh, from yeah. a certain pay per view. Right. <laughs> we'll talk about that one, which was a different look for sure. But yeah, that I, I didn't really get crazy excited about steel cage matches when I was younger. It was more about Royal Rumble Survivor Series for me. So, like, it wasn't yeah. ever like. Uh, I know that, like, the old NWA, WCW, you know, territory days, like, the cage match was, like, the blow-off, like, the big the big deal. Mm-hmm. But to us, and, you know, being WWF fans growing up, it didn't seem that big of a deal to us. At least to me, it didn't. It wasn't that big of a deal to have a I cage match. I thought it was kind of rare, which made it a big deal, but it wasn't, like, um, like a focal point of any type of blow-off. Right. So it just kind of, I mean, it would happen, but I didn't really feel like that was, like, going to be the final match. Right, exactly. Like, you didn't feel like it was, like, the mm-hmm. end of a feud, which makes sense that it would. Yeah. To me, a cage should only be if you have to keep guys out. Like, that's the idea, to keep these guys in and everybody else out. Yeah. Um, but you can climb them so easily. <laughs> that would be a deal. Yeah. I think they were, um, for me, they were more um, 
eh, I'm not going to say, well, I forget the word, but unlike toys, there were cages for the, uh, the Hasbro ring. Do you remember that? And then there was a video game. There was a toy cage for the Hasbro ring? I think that's just a custom. I think it was ever actually made. Oh, okay. Yeah, those are customs. Maybe it's just my memory. <laughs> One guy on Twitter posted something like what he did. He took he like an upside-down uh, grocery basket that was blue okay. and like taped it around the Hasbro ring. Like, that is an amazing idea. Okay. But uh, even in the video games they would have, it was. I remember Nintendo or Super Nintendo had the um, Roddy Piper, Bret Hart, like those kind of guys. Mm-hmm. There, and there was a cage match. Yeah, Steel special. Cage Challenge. It was a match on okay. Nintendo, and it's, <laughs> it game's awful. What's funny is like Bed Bath & Beyond and GameStop now have like a little plug-in play where you plug it in like an arcade to your TV and you can play it. And I was yeah. like, oh, this is so cool. And I was like, yeah, it's cool nostalgic-wise, but the game itself is garbage. I have it still on my Nintendo Classic. Uh-huh. It's garbage. It's like so all you you could basically kick a guy over and over again and i used to play the crap out of that game when i was a kid so but like maybe we'll play it after this and i can show you how bad it is it's still well, i think it was great. around 92 because i had surgery on my knee it was slides. 91 i think it came out because hogan was still in the well, game. i rented it in 92 okay there you go <laughs> so I, I had surgery on my knee and i was i couldn't do anything because mm-hmm. i had uh like six weeks of recovery so i remember my mom went to the video store and got me a game that was nice like, oh, here you go yeah she knows you like wrestling i like that Let's get into some of these matches. Uh, I liked how you watched, you like pounded through all these last night and this morning, watching all these matches. All last night. <laughs> I finished the last one about one thirty in the morning. I like it. Uh, the, what was the first one? The first one we talked, my first memory match, the Hogan and Beefcake versus Zeus and the Macho King Randy Savage. Oh, Eric, geez. Now i got to go through my notes because that's not the order I'm in. That's fine. Take your time. When Eric was texting me these last night, he was giving me star ratings for all of them, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> He gave Air, uh, this a, a three star out of five. Not bad. You know, it's decent. And this is not a crazy, awesome technical f- move match with high drama and all this other stuff. Yeah. But it's fun. Like, the crowd's crazy into it. It's got awesome characters. It's what I love about wrestling when I was a kid. And it brings me back to that nostalgia. I'm sure if someone popped it on now, they'd be like, this is terrible. Why would you even watch this when there's... No, it's a fun match. It is. So the, when I when I watch this, I don't know where you watch this at or what you had it on, but I watched it on the network. Me too. So, I watched it on the network. So they yeah. kind of started where uh, Savage and Zeus are already in the ring, and yeah, doing the introduction for Beefcake and Hogan, and Beefcake and Hogan come out like twinsies in yes. the Hulk rules T shirt, <laughs> and just uh, Savage like egging or trying to taunt uh, Beefcake to get in the ring, get in the ring, yeah, he wants them both in. So Beefcake gets in. As soon as Hogan tries to step in, Sherry runs around, slams the door on Hogan, and Hogan's like, oh, and mm-hmm. he falls out of the ring. So now it's. Sherry slams the door. It's two on one. Beefcake's getting his ass kicked. <laughs> this was a confusing match, too, because normally, from what I remember, you only could win by escape or getting out by climbing over the top or going through the door. And this match ends with Hogan getting a pinfall. <laughs> it was yeah. really confusing. And as we were wa- as I was watching these, a lot of them ended with pinfalls. So it's like, I don't remember that being a rule, but I guess it was. Yeah. I, for me, it was always you had to escape the cage, yeah. you know? And, uh, there's no tap outs. There's, I mean, you could do a finishing move, but there's no pins. What always would drive me nuts as a kid was why would you give the option of having walk out the door? Like, who wouldn't walk out the door? It's so much easier. Even if the guy's down, you want to climb. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you just walk out the door every time? Right. Every once in a while, they'd be coming up with creative ways to get around that. Like, there'd be a manager on the outside or some, like, other bad guy. Right. But it drove me nuts that you could just walk out the door. <laughs> Any of the notes on uh, Zeus and the Macho King? I mean, Macho King is just awesome throughout the whole match. Yeah, there's great selling. They're bumping all over the place. Like It's like a 10-minute match, and it's a lot yeah. of fun. There's one part where... Oh, this is one thing that kind of drove me crazy, but then I'm thinking maybe it had to do something with um, like showing it off for the crowd. So Sherry gets the chain 
from the door and she starts yes. climbing the cage and, and like drapes the chain over the top to Randy. But why wouldn't you just like pass, like stand on the floor and pass it through the cage? Yeah. So that made it like more dramatic, I guess, for, uh-huh. for the crowd. But if you're watching on TV, it just, it's like, just pass it through the cage. Right, right. But I like that. And then Savage just comes up and he climbs all the way to the top of the cage. He's, he's, he shows that he's wrapping the, the chain around his fist. Mm-hmm. And he's going to drive it into uh, Beefcake's face. <laughs> yeah, and you also got to realize he's showing that for the crowd, too. Yeah. That's like the last row, the last person, the last yeah. section of the, of the arena. Too. But I like that thinking. Well, on Savage's part, too. Sure, yeah. He's, he's smart. Macho yeah. King's no dummy. But you then know? I knew he was going to get punched in the gut as soon as he jumps down. <laughs> Hogan has, uh, Beefcake escapes the cage first, right? Yeah. And that they're like yelling, like, why would he do that? Now Hogan's by himself. Yeah. And then let's talk about how terrible Zeus is. <laughs> he can't do anything. Like It looks like he was yeah. He was like frozen. He's slowly defrosting the, the way he moves. Like That's like I think the perfect way <laughs> yeah. to describe Zeus. Maybe slow motion. Maybe, but he his chokes look terrible. His his gurs, his uh, painted on Z looks you don't terrible. Like the on Z. No, <laughs> but you know he he added that element of uh, he's a beast. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, thankfully Savage was in there. <laughs> so three stars. I'm going to give it three yeah. and a half stars just because right. of this, the nostalgia. Reason. Is it because Beefcake tries to get in? And Hogan's like, no, no, brother, I got this. You stay out there. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's go to what should we do next? You pick which one we're gonna do next. Uh, Warrior. No, let's do uh, Brett Sean. From okay, no, no, let's save that one. Let's let's okay. do Warrior Rude from okay. Summer Sun ninety. All right. So, what are your notes on this one? Because this one is considered one of Warrior's best matches. It's short, but the best part for me is the intro where he runs out and starts shaking the hell out of the cage. Yeah, like the crowd is going nuts for this. They love it. Right. And I love how they're shaking the cage like crazy. And there's another fun part when, uh, what's his name? Uh, Warrior grabs Rude and like depances him, basically. Yeah. Oh, hey, my wife and my daughter Molly are home. So you're hearing some background there with Forrest. Hi, Lauren. Hi. There she is. <laughs> How's Molly? She can't, she can't talk. Okay. I, said, I didn't tell her to say hi. I said, how is she? Oh, she's fine. Okay, there we go. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll have Lauren come on the podcast here in a second and embarrass her. Um, so SummerSlam 90, right? Yeah, back to this match. Yeah. <clears throat> Vince and Piper are on commentary, and I felt like, I don't know, Piper was just trying to be uh, like a bad guy commentator, uh-huh. like the heel, yeah. so to speak. But it didn't fit Piper's personality for what I think he is. Mm-hmm. But he's making fun of Warrior, making fun of his, uh, his little strings he has hanging off his arm. He's like, yeah, if I was rude, I would tie him to the cage by those strings. Like, what the hell are those? <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, Warrior's like looking up, like pumping his fist to the sky, and Roddy's like, "I don't even know what that is. What is that, Vince?" And Vince is like, "Oh, hey, he's reaching out to the power of the heavens and come the on warriors. down, Lauren. Come down, Lauren. We're gonna ask Lauren some questions about the other warrior. All right, <laughs> and Roddy Piper. <laughs> yes, here, here comes. This is riveting stuff. You can come on my microphone or Eric's microphone, whichever one you want. Probably Eric's. Probably easier to do. I'll ask you some questions. Get ready here. What kind of questions? Who's your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> so, Lauren, what do, you, what do you think about steel cage matches? Talk to the microphone. I'm aware. Are you? Um, Whoa, a little loud there. Let's let's let's, let's back it up here. We're professionals. <laughs> uh, I enjoy watching. Steel oh yeah, cage what's last? Matches. Name one steel cage match. 
We watched a steel cage. Well, we watched a, a Hell in a Cell match. No, nope, we're not talking Hell in a Cell. We're talking steel cage. Okay, well, then I don't know the difference. Yeah. So clearly, <laughs> I love them that much. Uh-huh. <sighs> okay. Anything else you want to talk about? Well, you probably saw the Sasha-Charlotte uh, steel cage match. That was a steel cage match? It was a Hell in the Cell. It was a Hell in the Cell. It was? Yeah. Lord knows oh, more than you. I got to go. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> I don't know what a steel cage match is. New color. I could have swore, I could have swore it was on Raw. Cell match ever. On Raw? It was a cage match. It might have been. I don't know. <laughs> All right, you got to go now. <laughs> no show. Everyone go. Molly's hosting the show. No show. Okay, we'll let you leave now. Thanks for coming on, Lauren. Really appreciate the uh, time. Anytime. My pleasure. <laughs> anyway, back to this SummerSlam 90 match with Warrior and Rude. Any other little highlights? Oh, also, what I liked about this is the beginning of the match mm-hmm. when Warrior like throws Rude against the cage. Like he goes through the ropes and like smashes it into the cage. And like, there's yeah. no give on these these metal bars. It's not like the mesh cage. There's no yeah. give at all. It's awesome. Um, I also liked. Get out of here, Forrest. Sorry, this is just a mess. This show. What, what I kind of liked, it, like towards maybe beginning in the middle, is I don't know. It's it's. Like the story, I guess, of how strong the warrior is. So yes. Rude, you know, wears down Warrior. and I mean, they're kind of doing their back and forth type stuff. <clears throat> but Warrior gets, um, I mean, Rude gets Warrior kind of worn down to where he kind of tries to cinch in the Rude Awakening. And he's doing it so yes. slow to turn him over to get him in position. And then Warrior kind of like slowly like breaks the hold. And I don't know, it just that, that made me like like the match even more. You gave it three stars, though. Not, I did. I didn't love it, though. You I didn't good? love it. Okay. I thought it was a little short. I think that's all Warrior could do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go uh, to... I'll give it three stars as well. Let's go to a, a tag team match. The Hardy Boys versus the Dudleys. This okay. is the cage we know now, the type of the mesh cage. Yeah. This is from Survivor Series 2001. With Heyman and JR on commentary. Yes. Which I like. Yeah, I did, too. And I liked how it's they're both clearly cheering for JR for the Hardys and Heyman for uh-huh. the Dudley Boys. Yeah. This is just a hard-hitting match with lots of bumps, and there's a crazy spot at the end you can talk about, too. But what notes do you have on this match? This is also during the invasion. This is like a blow-off pay-per-view for the invasion angle. I mean, there's just a lot of good spots in the match, I guess. Um, there's at one point where Devon and Matt Hardy are climbing on one side of the cage. Bubba and Jeff are on the other side, and Devon does like the side rush and leg sweep where they both drop off the side of the cage into the ring, and then uh, Bubba grabs Jeff and like spins him around with the Dudley, uh, the Bubba bomb into the ring. I'm like, okay, this is pretty good because they're, in my opinion, their match, their moves made the match kind of flow even better. So it didn't, there wasn't anything yeah. like that kind of stalled or looked dumb or whatever. But it was just like a good Hardy Boys and Dudley match put together. This was one of the better matches on our list, mm-hmm. I'd say. You give it four stars. Yeah. And I'll give it four as well. It was it was one of the better matches. I feel like we're tools giving star ratings to matches. but no, it's that's just, fine. It's just a fun episode this week. We're going to do that. So I, I especially liked at the end where Bubba does, because uh, they come out with Stacey Keebler. Yes. Because at this point, she's, you know, rolling with them. <laughs> Yeah. So he goes because they're in the, him and Devon are in the cage, and he re- yells out to Stacy. He's like, "Stacy, get the tables!" Mm-hmm. So she's like, "Oh, okay." So she pulls the table out. Nick Patrick is the outside referee. He comes over. He's like, "What are you going to do with the table?" And she starts like kind of flirting with him and touching mm-hmm. his cheek. And she turns around, lifts her skirt up, shows out a little bit of her butt, and you can see he's getting flustered and kind of turned on. <laughs> so then she's like, "I don't know." She's whispering at him and hugging him, and while she's hugging him, she pickpockets him the key that. 
yeah. hold, holds the key to the lock that's on the cage yeah, door. Yeah, it's clever. Yeah. So then Patrick and the other ref inside are kind of, you know, arguing about something while she opens up the cage and slides the door in, or slides the table in through the mm-hmm. door. So I thought that was a good good part of it. Yeah, it was fun. And then the end there, Hardy can win the match. Yeah. Jeff Hardy, but he has to do the, the dive through the table. Which, as this was being set up, table's already set up, right? Yeah. Matt's already out. Yes. Devon is kind of chasing, not running, but like kind of crawling, chasing Hardy as he's trying to climb the cage. And then Devon just lays on the table. I'm yeah. like, why is he just laying on the table? That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. But I he think was it, baiting him. I, yeah, he was going to bait him because he knew he couldn't pass up the opportunity to swan time. Yep. As soon as he dives, Devon moves. Yep. And it's like the table explodes, too. Yeah. That's what I like, too. It was a good, great spot. Dudley's end up winning the match. and By pinfall. Yes, they did. It was a great match. Now let's go to a not great match, but great in many other ways. Hulk Hogan versus Roddy or versus Roddy Roddy Piper from Halloween Havoc. Yep. Nineteen ninety seven. Heenan, Shivani, and Dusty on uh, commentary. So this cage Which I thought was good. Classic WCW commentary. Yeah. This cage is unlike anything I've ever seen before. It's kinda like the blue cage, but it's not around the ring. It's on the outside of the ring, yeah. pretty much even with the guardrail. And it's like twice as tall. Twi- it's it's very tall. Cause that's another thing I noticed about the blue cage. I remember being much taller than it was in reality. It's only like a foot, like three or four feet taller than the actual ring, like mm-hmm. the top rope. Yeah. This is legit. It looks like 18, 19 feet tall. Like it's pretty high. And it looked pretty flimsy. Oh, yeah, it did. I think that's why Hogan went to the corner to climb. Yes. Because that's where it was more stable. Yeah. <laughs> he tried to go up the middle. No, oh, brother, I got to go to the corner. <laughs> so the, Nothing, dude. <laughs> this match is just horrible as far as the work rate goes. Yeah. But I can watch Hogan and Piper no matter what. I don't know what it is. Like, even their, their Starcade 96 why, I match. I think that's why you like that. It is exactly why. And the end, did you watch the post-match stuff? Uh, with the stings coming out? Yeah, yeah. I okay, okay. That. Yeah. So the match happens, and it's, a, again, a I'm bunch trying of... To, I'm sorry. I'm trying to find it's this. It's fine. A bunch order. of ridiculous spots happen. Nothing. There's just two guys going in slow motion. For some reason, Piper is coming out with the NWO title, the WCW title. I guess he stole it from Hogan. Yeah. And at one point in the match, a bunch of sting. Like, Hogan tries to escape. He says, I'm leaving, because... Hogan and Piper leave, like, I'm out of here. leave the door. I don't at the, need this. They leave the door at the same time. Neither of them can win, technically. Yeah. And a sting comes out, but it's clearly not sting. It's a guy in a sting costume. And another sting guy comes out in a sting costume. And this is like a thing that's going on right now. Yeah. And then this match really takes off near the end. When Randy Savage shows up, climbs this legit 18, 20-foot cage. But he runs through and just runs right past Stings. They don't stop him. No, they're so not at the stop. time, you think Sting is there to mm-hmm. help Piper. So he climbs the top of it. He's again, 50 feet up. Again, on the corner. <laughs> Not only that, there's a good two-and-a-half, three-foot gap between the ring and the cage. Yeah. So he does the double axe handle off the top. I'm like, oh, God, lands on his legs. I'm like, that had to hurt so bad. And, uh, Can you that, just imagine your legs just just crumpling crump. from your ankle <laughs> to your knee? <laughs> Why did he do that? Like, he didn't have to do that. It is, I don't know. He's like a cat. <laughs> he always lands on his feet. But why did he jump? He didn't have to jump off the cage. I don't know. He just, to make, just to save the damn match, <laughs> make it make it better, <laughs> make it more memorable. That's gonna, that's going to give me a half star right there, yeah. an extra half star. Bump it up, <laughs> two and a half stars. <laughs> who ends up winning? I don't even know who won. I forgot who won. I think Hogan Piper won. won. Piper won. Oh, that's right, right. That's right. Because 
And then two seconds later, everybody jumps in and beats the shit out of him. Yeah, Piper wins wins with a sleeper, and they do the classic three um, hand drop, and it actually drops three times. But yeah, after that, Piper gets the crap beaten out of him. And I thought this was for the title, but there's no title change. No. And then also, I put this on Twitter, so I don't know if you saw... When they're tie- when they're tying Piper up against the cage, some guy is like a Roddy Piper like figure. Yeah, like, like the old sh- LJN. But it's bigger than that. Uh-huh. And like shoving it through like the cage, and like Macho Man grabs it from him, rips the pipe the Piper figure's arm off, and throws it down. Like I was so pissed. <laughs> he ripped the arm off the Piper. Yeah, the Piper figure, yeah, because right. because they like string. Because later on, I saw the same guy. He had the figure, so I didn't know if he if it's was arm. trying to get it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, missing his arm. Damn. Oh man. That guy. I wonder if he like waited to like, hey, could you grab that for me? <laughs> like at yeah. the ring crew. Um, so they string Piper up, and then there's like a a fan. They say comes out. I still to this day do not know if he was a plant or a real fan. I'm sure it was. Uh, I don't know because the reason the reason that fools me is because that fake sting that was initially in there, like with like they ended up being a black guy. Yeah, they took his wig and mask off. He like spears the and holds him down. Yeah, like not like punch holds him so down. I'm sure it was a fan. But I don't know but, why they gave him camera time. But here's the thing. When he gets in the ring, Hogan's throwing working punches at him. But Savage is throwing legit punches at him. Yeah. So maybe only half the people knew who it was. And maybe. then real security comes in and fake security comes in. Oh, it was just nuts. I'm sure someone will tell me, no, it was fake. It was, it was a plant. Whatever it was, they didn't tell everyone what the plan was with this guy. Right. <laughs> but, yes, he climbs the cage and he gets up there. He gets up there pretty quick, too. And he's just like a skinny fan with sting right, mask yeah. on. It was nuts. But I don't know if that was WWF or WWE. They would not show that. No, no. He'd get taken right away. But it's WCW. There was no rules. It was crazy. That's what I'm saying. That's why I think it's a fan. <laughs> they didn't know what was going on back there either. Like, oh, stay with this guy. Who's this? Oh, yeah. that's not supposed to be there? Oops. Oh, man. Let's go to a, a better match. Uh, Edge versus Kurt Angle. This is from an episode of SmackDown on March. Let me. I have the exact date here. March thirtieth. Yes, uh, March thirtieth of two thousand two, and this is all. This is when Kurt Angle's wearing the wig with his headgear. Yeah, I loved it. And there's a I, bunch of good spots in this match, like really hard hitting stuff. And this is again the class. The not the classic, but the meshling cage they mm-hmm. have right now. And it seemed like SmackDown has a ton of cage matches in its history. Like, they would use it to blow off dudes, it seems like. And I didn't watch SmackDown a ton, and I still, I mean, now I do. Yeah. But it's it seems like that was the that's what's going on with that, is the, the cage is the thing in SmackDown. I totally missed the Edge, uh, Rob Zombie, Never Gonna Stop theme. Uh-huh. God, that was so good. Never Gonna Stop Me. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if they tried to drown it with crowd noise, but I could still hear uh-huh. on the network okay. the Rob Zombie, like, underneath all the crowd noise. Yeah. Because usually they'll put something really cheesy or corny, like, over it. But yeah. But they kept the, the zombie song. This match also has random. I completely forgot Hogan was back full time wrestling in two thousand two. He comes out. Yeah, I don't you know, know what the beef was between them two. Hobbling Ang- like Angle an old, and hobbling Hogan. like an old man. I've been watching Hogan Knows Best by DVDs. My wife hates it. She's like, "Why do you watch this?" Like, I don't know. Like, the, <laughs> we got to do like I was joking like with people. If we ever do like a Patreon with bonus episodes, we'll just do yeah. stupid stuff like review Hogan Knows Best or the WBF Bodybuilding Championship. I, I like Hogan Knows Best. You should rewatch it. It's really bad, but it's funny because obviously stuff's set up. But there's points in the show where, like, Hogan and his wife are being, like, parents. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's a, like, Brooke is doing, like, a music video. And her mom's like, Brooke, you got, no, no, you got to put makeup on here. And the director's, like, getting annoyed because her mom was trying to, like, change it. Hogan's yeah. like, look, Linda, can't, the camera dude, she looks fine, brother. And all that stuff. It's just, it's just <laughs> hilarious. 
Anyway, oh, I like corny uh, reality shows. Me too. I like bad everything, as you can tell from this podcast, including bad podcasts, which is what we have here. Edge versus Kurt Angle. You gave it four stars. It was great. It was not. I love the ending. What was the ending? So good. Tell people the ending for those who haven't seen this match. So Edge is, I mean, they've gone back and forth. They're both tired as hell, right? So Edge is kind of on one of the top uh, turnbuckles, and he's perched, like kind of squatting perched. Yeah. And this is where Angle usually just runs up, runs up the turnbuckles, grabs him belly to belly slam, then sets him up for the Angle slam. Mm -hmm. Runs up. As he's running towards uh, Edge, Edge just dives, hits him with a, a spear, Angle's out. Yeah. That was the end. I thought, yeah. it was, I thought it was a good ending. Edge had a good spear, like kind of out of nowhere counter type yeah. of things. I remember his last match, WrestleMania 27, his spear of Alberto Del Rio. He rolled out of the arm bar and speared him. One, two, three. I like that a lot. Miss Edge, you forget how you forget a couple things. You forget how good Kurt Angle was because you see him now and he can't really move because his neck is in one place. And you forget how good Edge was. Edge always had consistently good matches. You know, he was never had a bad feud or a bad match i can think of he was yeah. always good one, he, of, one of the things i liked how edge did when angle would like grab him by the back of the head and then throw him into the cage he kind of jumped up and was like level like a dart and he would hit the cage and for like a half second it would almost like stuck yeah and then he'd come back down i'm like i don't know how he did that maybe it was real <laughs> Go, i don't know yeah this is definitely like a kind of a hidden gem to check out it's mm-hmm. on the network under smackdown uh march 31st 30th or 31st 30th. March 30th, 2002. I think what, I mean, I guess what adds to it, but also takes away from it, is the hilarity of Angle's wig. Yeah. Because as the match is going on, the wig is moving. Uh huh. Because he got the headgear on. Yeah. So I think Michael Cole, no, Taz is trying to play it off like it's his real hair. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear Taz, like, when the wig is all the way to the side, Taz, like, oh, his hair is moving. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, that's his real hair. Like okay, Cole's just saying it's a wig. Obviously. Yeah, so that was like this is a good wrestling match, and uh, let's move on to well, a just mat- real quick. I just sure. got a, a sure. quote from Cole as they're talking about it. Cole says that no one's seen Kurt Ball since Judgment Day because he's been wearing that silly ass wig. <laughs> <laughs> and as that's happening, Angle's hair is getting like messed up, so his wig is like his hair is like standing straight up because uh-huh. it's just messed up. And Taz says Angle is mad because his hair is standing straight up. I'm thinking like a dog, how a dog gets mad and his hair stands up on the ba- on the back of his neck. Right. So that's what, thought what I put together and why I thought that was funny. <laughs> so we'll go from a good wrestling match to a good entertainment match, I'd say, of Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Vince McMahon, St. Valentine's Day Massacre, Steel Cage match for Austin's right to be in the main event of WrestleMania 15. Yeah. This is I kind of wanted to watch this whole pay-per-view. I think I will. It's not great. But it, I don't know. I liked it when I was younger. Me too. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> it's not. I give you a lot more pay-per-views to watch. But All right. see, for me, with Attitude Era pay-per-views, if they're not good, I don't I don't have that like nostalgia feeling like I do with like the bad 80s and 90s ones. Okay. But the, which is rare, funny, because I loved the Attitude Era and watched it, and you know I was in 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th grade during the Attitude Era. Yeah. Know? So you'd think I would love it so much, but I don't know. I don't I, I don't know. A lot of the stuff come, doesn't age well, I'd say, but it's still fun to go back and look, especially like the DX stuff. I'm like, wow, you guys thought you were funny, <laughs> and I thought DX was the coolest thing ever. You were so lame. You know, you're 30 years, 35 years old making these jokes, and I thought it was amazing, but yeah. Terrible. So do you like imagine yourself being out there right now making the same jokes they did back then? You're like, man, yeah, what for a sure. Loser. Uh, I do remember. And then you had all like the you know the teen perverts like totally idolizing them. Yeah, so I do remember that. This is a funny story. There was a 
I don't know what, what episode of Raw it was, but Michaels is coming down the aisle, and he's kind of going down saying, suck it, suck it, suck it, back yeah. and forth to the crowd. It's kind of a, they've used the clip before. For some reason, my friends and I debated if he was saying suck it or F it, you know, for, and I thought, and we were talking, this is before science class, like we got to class early, mm-hmm. waiting, waiting, and I was like, no, he was saying F it, F it, F it, what I was saying the F word, and my teacher walked by <laughs> when I was saying this, <laughs> he just looked at me, he said, just like cocked his head, and like, I'm he could have got me in so much trouble, but he didn't. But I remember yeah. that. And like, I turned like bright red, I'm sure, and got super embarrassed, you know, stuff like that. And I also remember um, we got to name like our tables. Like it was, it was like a table of four. That was okay. like a science class. And, of course, we were the DX table, so our logo yeah. was just an X. And my one buddy uh, hated DX because he's a Bret Hart fan. He hated Triple H and Michaels. He was the hearts, and like it was just like the rivalry between this stupid wrestling thing. Anyway. I still use a login that ends with DX. Really? <laughs> like for some of my stuff, because it's been so long since I've had it. Awesome. Awesome. Michael, of oh, Michaels. Uh, Vince McMahon, Stone Cold Steve Austin, St. Valentine's Day Massacre mm-hmm. in 99. This has got the classic cage, but they painted it black. What did you think of the uh, the black steel cage? Did I you like it was a good it? update for the Attitude Era. Yeah, and I love how Vince came out just jacked to the oh, yeah. here. Jacked and oily. Yes, very oily. I mean, you got to look oily. And he's got to puff his chest out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you had a couple criticisms of this match, mainly the length of it. Yeah, I thought it went a little too long. Um, Vince, as a character, Mr. McMahon, I thought was a great character. It was understood that he's not a wrestler. So So you gave him some slack for his... I gave him some slack because, I mean, just his personality and just the way he sells stuff is just so, I don't know, I love it. So, you know, I'll cut him some slack on that. This like match, I they they dragged it because I knew they couldn't because Vince couldn't do much. Yeah. So it took forever for them to get into the ring. They're out in the crowd fighting. They're doing all this stuff, and it's just it, you're right. You're right. It does drag. It drags. Well, quite a one bit. of the parts I really like. So Austin's already in the ring. Vince comes out. He acts like he's going to climb into the ring and get in. And then Austin's just smiling the whole time. He's like, "You dumb son of a bitch! Come <laughs> on in if you want to get in here." Oh. And so then Vince drops back down and he's teasing him. He's walking around the ring and he's like, you know. Just teasing Austin. Yeah. So then Austin comes out, chases him around. Vince runs into the ring and then slams the door so Austin can't get in. Uh-huh. Austin climbs up and he slips. Like he goes to jump down and he pretends he slips. I really thought he slipped and hurt his knee. So Austin's laying on the outside and then Vince's confidence totally just comes back to life. Like, like his, yeah, his facial expression. Yeah, that's I got great. him now. So he comes out of the ring, walks right up to Austin. Austin jumps up and clotheslines him and like suckers him in. Uh-huh. I'm like, that was awesome. Beats the hell out of him. <laughs> yeah. So then from that, it's like 10 minutes of just beating Vince's ass all over the This place. has got a famous spot where they're both on top of the cage. Austin slams Vince's head. And Vince like leaps backwards oh, yeah. onto a table, but he misses it. Hits so it right on the edge. His tailbone, he bounces in the air and falls through. He must have, he broke his tailbone for he sure on run. that thing. Oh, it was so brutal. And then all of them, and then the mat they get back in the ring because Austin was gonna, they were gonna stop the match. And Austin says, Oh hell no, you ain't stopping nothing. You wanted to beat the hell out of Vince. I made promises that I'm gonna keep. <laughs> That's a terrible Austin. We're making Stone Cold a little too hillbilly. He's starting to like the get her jobs guy from South Park or taking her jobs guy from South Park. They make him do a Stone Cold. Uh, what is it? I just like uh, he has the same like ten phrases he says on his podcast. Like uh-huh. you know, I dropped me on my stack of dimes. I was going up and down the road, you know, eating potatoes. Dropped me on my stack of dimes, and you know that was prime. That was prime. Eat those <laughs> potatoes. Like he says, that was prime. And he's always like this at his pie. Someone should tell him. He goes. Oh, yeah. So he's but who's going to tell him? He's interviewing somebody. He's just. <laughs> 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 he 
breathing through his nose on the microphone. You should tell him on uh, Twitter. No, I'm not going to do that. I no, think, I don't want to get blocked by Steve. <laughs> no, me and him are buddies. He signed my uh, turnbuckle and signed my buddy's uh, uh, bedpan at WrestleCon last year. Okay. He we'll told, make up a fake Twitter and just say, hey. A I'm burner here. account just, just <laughs> insult Stone Cold. <laughs> just, just roast people on there. <laughs> so anyway, back to this match. Ends up uh, Big Show makes his debut. They call him Paul White. Comes out under the ring. Yeah. And has a kind of clever little spot to the finish. He throws Austin into the cage. The cage breaks. Austin gets out and yeah. wins. It was, it was kind of clever for a way to Austin to win and for Big Show to make a big impact. It's clever. I liked it. I like how it swung. And Austin kind nice. of just hung on for the swing out. Yep. And he's just out on the floor now. He just drops down and wins. Very nice and casual. I like yeah. it a lot, too. So the, re- the reason why I thought it went long... Um, as Stone Cold is walking out of the door for the first time, he looks back at Vince, and Vince is just flipping him one bird. And Austin's like, oh, hell no. And he goes back in and beats up Vince. I think that's when he should have thrown him in the stunner, and then White you know, makes the debut. Yes. But then that goes on for like five minutes. Then he tr- tries to climb out, and then Vince is double birding him. So then or Austin climbs back in, does it again. I'm like, this is... You did, you did give it a solid four stars? Though. I did. You still liked it. I did. Well, I liked the debut of Paul White. I liked the, the swing on the door to out, or to get out. Uh, Rolling uh, Vince down the mm-hmm. ramp on the gurney into the thing, and I, I think the gurney like stuck on something because it flipped, <laughs> <laughs> and then Vince comes flying off, and it's so hits, awkward, it's like oh, his body's yeah. flying around. I liked it too. I, yeah. I liked it a lot. I'll give it, it four good. stars. Let's go to an old school match: the Dusty Rhodes versus Lex Luger from Starcade '87 for the NWA United States Championship. Yeah, so I know we talked about this before because I went to watch Starcade, and it was like. You know, resume play. So I hit resume play, and they're like, we, not, "We might have talked about Starcade." That yeah, this but this was the match that was part of the Starcade that we were talking about. Yeah, because right at the end of it, it's like, "Your winner, blah blah blah, Dusty Road." I'm like, yeah. "Oh, I've already seen this one." I'm okay. like, "I forgot what happened." So you rewatched it. What did you think? It. Rewatching it, you gave it. I, you I, gave it four stars. I did because I really just like the story. I mean, even though they're mostly just like ten minute holds. Yeah, I like it. It feels like the fight, like, a, a, yeah. like what you would do realistically to win. And like, if I'm Dusty Rhodes and I don't want to get in the torture rack, I'm going to try to take out Luger's arm. Mm-hmm. So he's got him in, like, the, re- I don't know what you call it, like, the reverse hammerlock behind yeah. his arm. He's got that kind of tucked in. Then there's arm bars and this and that, and there's a little back and forth, but it always comes back to, like, a hold. And at one point, uh, Luger goes to get, I mean, Dusty's a big guy. Yeah. I didn't realize how big he was, and then, you know, they zoom in on one of the holds, and just his thigh is, like, twice the size of Luger's head. Mm-hmm. I mean, man, he is a big guy. But... Luger tries to get him in the torture, or they call it the human torture rack then. As tries opposed to, to the cyborg torture rack? Yeah, No, right. it was just torture rack like in the late 90s. Yeah. But they called it the human torture rack. I'm like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> but he get, tries to get him up, and he can't really get him up, and he's in the corner of the ropes. He's just kind of off balance, mm-hmm. but doesn't fully get Dusty, and Dusty like breaks loose. I like the beginning when Dusty's you know just being cocky and taunting, yeah. getting the crowd into it, and everybody loves Dusty. Everyone loves Dusty a lot, yeah. and Luger's in like prime shape here. He's the the stud. He's got J.J. Dillon on the outside. Was he part of the Horseman at this? Or I believe so. I okay. believe he's part of the Horseman, and that would make sense why J.J. was there. Dusty ends up getting the win on this match, and I know I was reading up some history on this. It was pretty controversy that Dusty won this match yeah. because Luger was like getting a push as like the next like star of the company. Like, why would Dusty do this? Well, Dusty was booking at the time, so there was I guess controversy yeah. for Dusty okay. getting the win. I don't know. I liked it. I like when the good guy wins. You know? Yeah, I like I like how they were. Well, the sleeper hold at this time is being called the Weaver Lock. Okay. And I was reading up on that. And I guess there's this time period where Dusty Rhodes was honoring Johnny Weaver, some wrestler. I'm, I'm sure, you know, 
amazing wrestler, but I don't know anything about him. <laughs> but Johnny Weaver, he was going to come up with this move, but it's just a sleeper hold. Yeah. We call it the Weaver Lock. So that was a story throughout the thing. If he could get the Weaver Lock on Luger yeah. to kind of you know put him to sleep. So I thought that was a nice touch to it. And then the JJ throwing the chair over at the end to try to help his buddy out. Uh-huh. It was it was a good touch. I mean, yeah. it's it's nothing again going to blow your mind with like with moves or or spots, but it's a good match, and I liked it. And I know there's other famous Dusty Cage matches, particularly the one versus him versus Ric Flair at the Great American mm-hmm. Bash. And we will, I held off on that one because we'll do that, maybe a Ric Flair show in the future or a Dusty show in the future where we can look at those more specifically. Let's stay in WCW now. Well, just, just real sure. quick, this is the second time that somebody on the outside tries to get a key to yes. open up the lock, but he drops the key. <laughs> I think he lost it. It bounced underneath the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Got to have a backup. Yeah. So I, backup I think key. he just said a prayer and threw that chair, and it just kind of <laughs> just barely made it over the cage. <laughs> I like it. I like would have imp- sucked if he had to throw it twice. <laughs> I like the improvising. I like that a lot. That's great. Let's stay in WCW. All right. A much different WCW. 1999 is the year. The match, Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair, WCW Uncensored. This is a steel cage, barbed-wired first blood match. But it doesn't apply to those yeah, rules. Don't, don't apply at all. Nobody gets it. No. But I do like the touch of the razor barbed wire along yes. the top of it. That like, really that will makes sense. keep that will keep people out. Yeah. And they use it later as a prop during the match. So this is a, a feud with Flair versus Hogan for the title. Flair's going for his 14th World Championship. Mm-hmm. David Flair turned on him. He comes out <laughs> later. David Flair joined the NWO or, or something like that. The, again, the Hogan, this is uncensored '99 too. So yeah. at, at this time, I don't remember. Rick Flair even being part of like anything in 99. Yeah. I mean, somehow he came back. You were just watching WWF, I'm sure, at the time in 99. WCW. I was watching back and forth, but I wasn't yeah. so much focused on WCW anymore. No, not, not a lot of people were. <laughs> so, again, this is a first blood match. So, what does that mean? First got to bleed loses. Yeah. You'd think, okay, great. But at some point during the match, Flair's busted open. It's but not but a little Flair scratch. tells Charles Robinson, he's like, you know, first blood is okay, but if it's incidental, you know, don't call it. So that was like the deal he made with Charles Robinson, mm-hmm. which they also say this is Charles Robinson's first main event. Yeah. That he's going to uh, um, but it officiate. It makes no sense. But then everybody's bleeding. <laughs> right. So Flair's bleeding first. And it's not accidental. He cut himself. And then he's yeah. doing the barbed wire thing. And then Hogan goes to pin him. And the ref's like, no, it's a first blood match. And Hogan's like, well, he's bleeding. And, <laughs> and then the ref's pointing to his head, like trying to do like the expressions for people to see it. And it's yeah. just not going anywhere. And this match is just a train wreck. And then David Flair comes down with Tori Wilson, a young Tori Wilson, looking fantastic. Yeah. And David Flair's just, you know, Young at Hogan, come on, Hulk. He tells him, Hulk up, Hulk up. He Hulk yelled up, Hogan. <laughs> from the crowd. And then Flair's yelling, and the son's like, get out of here, you punk. Like spits yeah. at him, kicks yep. at him, all this stuff. And then Hogan puts Flair in the worst figure four I've ever seen in my entire life. It's awesome. But it's so a Hogan fun. figure four. I love it. Ends up, And then he ends up hitting the leg drop on Flair twice. And then Flair kicks out at one. And then, yeah. you know, it's just a mess. And then at the end... Flair ends up doing the a pin on him, right? He gets for the pin because because he puts him in the figure four. Hogan lays back and Robinson does a quick one two three, and Flair wins the title. It's just terrible. I don't get it. You you gave it still despite all that. You gave it three stars. I did because I I liked Arn Anderson coming out. That's right. Arn does come out and he <laughs> he whacks the hell out of David from behind. Yeah. And Arn comes out in a denim vest. The original. That's where Triple H got his his look from. Was Arn right. Anderson. You, that, so Arn gave another star, huh? Well, yeah, because he came in and he passed in the tire iron. 
Yes, he did through the, through the rope, which I thought Sherry should have done with the with the chain to, to Savage back at the no nice card match. Nice callback, I like it. So he passes it through. Flair just nails Hogan with the tire iron to the face, puts a figure four on, and it's not even like a, a, a like a tap out. No, he's just laying there, and then but Robin says like one, two, three. And it's like what? <laughs> That's a fast count, but. I liked it. I liked it. It's just ridiculous. It's it's. With, so for it, I would say this is more, worth watching more so than Dusty Luger, just because of everything yeah. that happens. I would yeah. say for a casual watch. So as much as the stuff we're putting it down, I, I think there's stuff that just makes it better. I mean, Hogan Flair, I think, is always kind of like a decent thing. You got Flair stuff. You get Hogan stuff. Yeah. The high rakes, the back rakes, the uh, whatever. Yeah, um, it's always going to be good. Knee drops from the top for a middle rope from uh-huh. uh, from Flair. Um, the high knee. Woo. High knee. Which Charlotte still does. Yeah. Razor wire on the top, I thought it was a, a brilliant touch. Yeah, if you, you want to keep it. guys out, for yeah. sure. It's gonna, razor wire is going to keep them out. It's not, this isn't like WCW or, I'm sorry, ECW barbed wire. This is mm-hmm. razor wire, like at a prison. <laughs> yeah. I wonder where they got that from. I don't know. Ted Turner called it a favor <laughs> from one, some prison down in Georgia. Uh, I think another match. What did we, I give it? Three stars? You gave it three. Yeah, that sounds about right. Which is, I, I can't believe you gave Hogan Piper two in this three. Yeah, I didn't like the Hogan Piper match. You didn't? No. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this is another one you didn't like too much. Hogan versus Andre the Giant from WrestleFest 88. Steel cage match, outdoor, uh, Old County Stadium in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, sold out crowd. Yeah. Why didn't you like it? I can't say I'm a fan of Andre okay. in, the, in the late 80s or mid 80s. Okay. He's, he's just too bumbling and he doesn't do a whole lot. He can't. He's I just, know. And it's, it's sad because then Hogan has to do, you know, has to, has to carry the match. Which is and never we all know. Yeah. So, I mean, it was okay. I mean, for nostalgic purposes, a Hogan Andre, I mean, pretty decent. Yeah. I, I just like the atmosphere. Yeah. Right here. And you said you get, you bumped it up a little bit because Hogan bleeds and, and, Bobby Heenan's wearing his singlet. So. Yeah, so one of the things I noticed as they're coming down with Andre, he's coming down. I'm like, why is Bobby in the singlet? He's going to get involved. <laughs> so sure enough, he gets involved later in the match because Hogan's trying to climb out, and Bobby's like, no. <laughs> he runs in and like just punches Hogan <laughs> like in the butt or in the back. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't affect Hogan at all. He you know climbs down and just starts beating Bobby's butt. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that made it fun for me. Yeah, and... This is a show that you had to find where, like, you're like Hulk Hogan's Greatest American on the network? It was uh, Real American. Okay, on the Home that. Video Classics, because yeah. the show WrestleFest 88, if you guys can find it, it's a good show. It was a house show that they recorded for a Coliseum video. It's really, really good, and it was at a stadium, so mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. It's a good show. Yeah, I don't have a ton to say about this match, because, again, like you said, it's nothing great, but it's still a lot of fun. we got a couple matches left to talk about, and we'll wrap up the show for this week. The next one is one of my favorite steel cage matches ever. And one of my favorite SummerSlam matches ever, Triple H versus Mankind, SummerSlam 97, Blue Steel Cage, opening match of a, an amazing show of SummerSlam 97. What do you got for SummerSlam 97, Mankind, Triple H? There's a few spots for me that, that stand out for sure. I remember watching this and I thought it was great. Um, but, you know, if you asked me two days ago about it, I, I wouldn't have much of an opinion on it. But I thought it was really good. I liked just the time period where China was with Triple H, yes. Mankind is in his um, his uh, his like his bl- his blue his brown yep. like get up. So I just liked that little time period and the music. I thought was great too because it wasn't. Uh, it was like Triple H's Ode to Joy or whatever. Yeah, so it was that. So I love that period and then the, the old creepy and uh, 
the I mankind intro. Yeah, I, I, there's a word for it, but ominous type creepy yeah. music for him. So I'm like, all right, this is a good period for them. But as I was thinking about it, I saw some guy standing in the front row and do love. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait a minute, I don't think do love debuted yet. How does he know about it? But then no, know, apparently did. later on in the match, they're talking about do love. I uh, thought it was good. No, dude, love had debuted. Yeah, I figured that out at, towards the end of the match. <laughs> <laughs> Because obviously, you know, something happens. (laughs) Yeah, and there's a bunch of good spots in this match. Triple H and Mankind beat the hell out of each other. They they use the cage a lot. China gets involved a ton. I love the beginning. As soon as the bell rings, Hunter just takes a a beeline right to the door. He knows what's up. (laughs) He's like, I'm out of here. Mankind gets him, and, you know, then they start their little fight back and forth in there. How about the part where Mankind's trying to climb out? China climbs the cage, punches him right in the balls, but from, oh, yeah. but from behind, not yeah. the, a low blow, like a straight punch. <laughs> I had to rewatch it a couple times because I don't know if she hit him in the ass, in the thigh, or in the balls. But when I rewatched it, it had to have been right in the balls because as he's going over, you know, his he throws his one leg over, so he's ass out, you know, facing the crowd. China yeah. climbs up and just socks him right in the nuts. <laughs> but then he, instead of like falling down like I would, uh-huh. he climbs back over and then falls into the ring. <laughs> No, he climbs back up, and then Triple H comes up, and then suplexes him off the top. They, yeah, that superplex was so oh awkward. Because Triple H wasn't, you know, he didn't have all the Mexican supplements in him yet. Right. So he could not <laughs> completely get him over for that superplex. It was almost like a hip toss side slam. <laughs> but, you know, he, he landed uh, flat back bump in the Yes, middle. they do. And then there's another spot where Mankind's head gets smashed as, as China swings that that door as hard as she can. So it's not uncommon for a door to get slammed on somebody, right. you know, on your shoulder or your hand or something. But, yeah, his head is right there, and she bounces this metal right off his skull. And I don't know if you've noticed, there's a part at the end where Triple H yells at China to get out of the ring because she screws up. Yeah. Because it's the end of the match, you know. The point, China's supposed to get in there to, to move Triple H or something. Okay. And then... Because Mankind's climbing, and Triple H yells at her, get out and go to the other side, because she's got to stop him yeah. from climbing out of the cage. I thought that was like just a nice little fun box. Towards the end? It. Yeah. Okay. Because she's, she's dragging him towards yes, the door, right? That's, yes, that's the end spot, or supposed okay. to be the end spot, but she screwed up, because Mankind didn't do the job, jump off the cage yet. Okay. And that's the best part of the match, is Mankind's at the top of the cage, tears his shirt off and he's, it's like a faded heart because I'm sure he's been sweating the entire match. Yeah. You can barely see it. Does the jump and the crowd's saying, super fly, super fly, off the top of the cage, big elbow through the heart of Triple H. Mankind wins. Yeah. And then he starts toe tapping with the dude love. Well, he crumbles to the ground and then, you know, they're playing his music and then I don't know where Vince is like saying something about dude love. I'm like, I don't know where that transition came from but, you know, it made sense to what he was trying to get to. Uh-huh. Dude loves music starts hitting, and then <laughs> the camera is just on. It, it reminded me of the old uh, the the Santa Christmas episode. Yes. So anyway, um, mankind is laying there. His his boot is focused on the camera, or the camera's focused on his boot. Yeah. Dude loves music hits, and then all of a sudden his, his boot starts like Tap tapping, hey. and then he's like getting to his knees, and he gets up, he starts dancing a little. I mean, he's limp, he's sure. hurting. But he's doing a little dancing. It's probably concussed after that match. Yeah. <laughs> so he does that, and then he turns around, does the bang bang. So we're getting all of, all of Foley's faces here, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was kind of weird. He did the bang bang as mankind, like just like a little homage to Cactus Jack. Why not, right? Yeah. And the, well, he's in New York, or no? They were in Philadelphia. My bad. So why not? Okay, right? yeah. Why not? Right. Or no, they were in Jersey. I take that back. Yeah, Summer Sunny said was in New Jersey. <laughs> I'm sure you could drive from Philly there in like an hour. Yeah, exactly. 
Okay, our last match is the one because you gave that match four stars, by the way. Yeah, I like it. I'm going to give it four and three quarter stars. The last match you gave five stars to, and this is a hidden gem. Have you ever seen this match before? No. Okay, this is a match: Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels from a, a house show, or a dark match, either one. In 1993, it's a steel cage match: Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels. I first saw this match on the Greatest Rivalries DVD Blu-ray set that came out. They okay. put that on there, so it's a kind, of, and then they put it in the network under the Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels collection. Oh, it's on the network? It is. Well, I watched watch it on Daily Motion. Okay, yeah. It's I couldn't the, find it. I didn't know where it was. Yeah, so I just watched it on It's under the uh, Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels collection on the oh, network. Okay. So you can check it out there. It's Did yours have commentary? Monsoon and Johnny Polo. Okay, mine did not have commentary because yeah. this is like the original broadcast. Okay. And I think the no commentary was a little bit better. I like this match so much because it's the entire story of the match is both of them trying to escape the cage. The whole match. It's, right. not, it's no other thing other than get out of the cage. Yeah. And they are both young, bumping like crazy. You could start to see how good Sean's going to be. It's you. I'm sure you have a lot of notes on it, so I'll let you go ahead with some of your notes on. Why well, you the first couple notes I've got is, is Monsoon and Johnny Polo, and I forgot that Johnny Polo was a commentator at yeah, some point, he, so he was, and I thought he was pretty good, and he worked well with Monsoon. You, you said you didn't hear it because it was on the network, right? right? But I've heard that I've heard the commentary version before. Okay. And just their attire, like HBK's attire, typically when I think of Heartbreak Kid, like I think of like this young Shawn Michaels in the white. The Hasbro yeah. Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Well, that is, yeah, I guess so. Well, it is. <laughs> <laughs> the white pants with the uh, the black heart with little uh, black or uh, red hearts with black stripes through them. So that's what I think of when I think of Heartbreak Kid from this era. And, and Bret Hart, I think th- you said that this is your favorite. No attire, or is there something similar to it? It's something similar. My favorite ones the the spray paint, the the paint blotch ones, like the, the okay. splattered paint one okay. for Bret Hart attire. But I like I like this attire on yeah. Bret Hart too. Which one's that? Can you describe the attire for um, the fans? It's kind of got like the uh, pink tight pink tights, right? Yeah, I'm trying to think of one. <laughs> I know there's pink, black, and white, and it's like a little jagged lightning type yeah. of edge on it, and it's hard to describe. <laughs> just watch it again. Yeah. You can watch it on the network, and again, I love this match so much because it's just. There's a lot of false finishes with them almost getting out. Did you know who won the match? No, Before, I didn't. So you were like kind of on your edge a little bit back and forth. Yeah. You probably assumed Bret Hart was going to win. I wasn't sure. Okay. That's that, that's that's a great. <laughs> that's but great. I like the spot where they're kind of like, they're, Bret Hart's crawling, Shawn Michaels pulls it back, does a dive like a leapfrog over him. They're mm-hmm. just pulling, they're just doing the spot like four or five times over. Bret Hart's almost out, Shawn Michaels pulls him in. Shawn Michaels out, pulls him in, jumps. So I thought that was a good spot. Um. It's like, again. I don't want to spoil too much of this match. I just want guys, everyone, guys and girls, to go watch this match. It's really, really good. Again, it's on the network under the Bret Hart Shawn Michaels collection. It's from '93. It's a cage match. Just real quick on some of the commentary. Like uh, at this time, Johnny Polo is the manager of the Quebecers. So there's a storyline where the Quebec- Quebecers won the tag team titles from the Steiner brothers. So that's yeah. The time period we're in. Um, Johnny Polo starts talking about because we're talking about Bret Hart, where he's from Canada, and Johnny Polo says, "You know what? I hate Canada. <laughs> you know what? I actually like Canada, but really, you know what? I, I like Quebec, Montreal, or Montreal, Quebec." <laughs> so it's just him like stammering around. Yeah, Raven is uh, is having trouble finding his words yeah. there, apparently. And then uh, he's talking about cage matches. He's like, "What do you know about cage matches, Gorilla?" The Gorilla's like, oh, "I've been in plenty of them." He's like. Oh, I, I guess they make sense. Gorillas can climb, just like orangutans. <laughs> <laughs> so just like he says stuff where it's just like he's stumped on it. Uh-huh. And then he's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah he's that's, just stumbling that's not over what his I words. meant. <laughs> I'm sure they recorded it for like a Coliseum video release or something like that, which is yeah. why the commentary's on yeah. it. So that's one, of, one of the parts that I liked on it is Bret Hart is almost out. So he, he's 
over the top, arms and legs, everything, just his head is at the top on the outside. Bret Hart runs all the way from one side and just leaps up, grabs Hart's hair. I'm like, how did he You mean that? Michael's hair? Or no, Michael's, Michael's jumping Bret, and grabbed okay. Bret Hart's hair. You said hair. Hart grabbed Hart's hair. Oh, sorry. So Michael's grabbed Hart's hair. Okay. <laughs> Heartbreak hit grabbed Bret Hart's hair. <laughs> and then I love the finish of this match, too, where they're both climbing like down the same time. Yeah. And Bret Hart does a thing where he smashes Michael's head against the cage. I thought, oh, Michael's is going to fall and win. Yeah. But Michael's ankle gets caught in the rung, and he's hanging, dangling. Bret Hart gets the win. The crowd goes nuts. Yeah. Great finish of the match. It's not too long. It's like 12, 13 minutes. I thought it was a perfect time for these yeah. two. It was good stuff for sure. Did the Razor, because that's how the, the ladder match with uh, Razor and kind Sean of. Ended. It ended with Michaels getting his ankle caught in the ropes. No, I'm not saying ended, but there was, I, I probably did say ended, but there was a part in that ladder match where he gets tied What are you clicking by there over oh. there? Stop. My phone. <laughs> um, where they're on the ladder and he falls backward, he gets his leg stuck in the yeah. ladder. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah, it was a, it was a good little moment, a good little homage. You should say, well, this is before that, actually. So, that in 94. So, maybe they got the idea for this match. Yeah. So, there's obviously a few matches we left out for cage matches. One in particular, Shawn Mike, or Bret Hart versus Owen Hart from SummerSlam 94. We'll talk about that in a later but date. I, I didn't want to talk about, like, super popular. Yeah. We talk about just ones we liked and yeah. whatever. Maybe we'll do a definitive list at some point. People like lists, and they like arguing with lists. I like arguing with lists, too, because I think I'm right. <laughs> That is going to wrap up the show this week for Cage Matches. Did you have a lot of fun watching these? Were you glad you got to go back and watch them? There's yeah. none more a chore to get through? No. Okay, there you go. I guess that's always my goal. So here's our, again, guys, if you want to go back and, and watch some of these, these are the ones we talked about today. Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels from 1993. It's on the network under the collections. Um, Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels rivalry collection. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Vince McMahon, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre in 99. Mankind versus Triple H, SummerSlam 97, Kerning versus Edge, May 30th of 2002 episode of SmackDown, Bruce the Barber Beefcake and, and Hulk Hogan versus Macho King and Zeus at Super Tape 90, that's in the Home Video Classics collection of the network, Altamoria versus Rick Rude, SummerSlam 90, The Hardys versus the Dudley Boys, Survivor Series 01, Hulk Hogan versus Roddy Piper, Halloween Havoc 97, Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair, Uncensored 99, and Dusty Rhodes versus Lex Luger, Starkey 87. Go watch those matches. You'll have a lot of fun. You got Hogan Andre? Oh, yes. Hogan Andre from WrestleFest, and that's on Hogan Real American. Yeah. But try to find WrestleFest 88. Yeah, I forgot about Hogan Andre. I think it's on Real American 89. Okay. Hogan. That would make sense. Watch those matches and continue to tell me what are some of your favorite Steel Cage matches. And that will wrap up the show for this week. Unless, Eric, you got anything else? Nope. All right. We'll try to get a show next week. Either way, we'll see you next week on Twitter or wherever. That's why I keep saying see you next week because I'll see you on Twitter. I'll see you tomorrow. I'm going to do a show. Maybe today. Maybe I'll get the show today. It's Friday. That's the plan to get out today on Friday. We always finish so strong. (laughs) We do. (laughs) Thank you. It's it's, uh, what's the old sweet sorrow, say goodbye, something. I don't know what you're talking about. See you next week. Talking about. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for the follows on Twitter, PPW Podcast, PPW Podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Positive Processing Podcast. Search for us. Subscribe, listen, retweet. Thanks for listening. See you next week.